Dude, I think the way is to just live in that well, to never stop doing ayahuasca every night. Never, never stop. Do DMT 20 times and watch porn. <laughs> oh, 5-MeO DMT 30 times and watch porn if you're referring to Leo Gura. That was it, yeah. And then That's wild. And then what? Then you will become actualized. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's 65. insane that a guy like that can have such a big core audience. Life advice for young people, part one. Life advice for young people, part two. These are two-hour videos. How to make How a to girl squirt. With life. That's not one of his videos. It is, is one, it? Of his, one of his videos. <laughs> what? That's terrible. <laughs> How to yeah. have amazing sex, part one. How to have amazing sex, part two. I feel like for my thing to really pick up. Are we live? Really? Yeah. We're super live. Um, Three. I think it's picking two, you up. One. And we're live. Do you need to turn the gain up? Probably, but whatever. I think this is fine. I think it'll be clean. If anything, too much gain is worse because you'll clip out on the highs. Mm, okay. Well, this intro is already worse than what we had recorded when I was using the wrong mic. We established you as the czar of negative reinforcement. I got a new dog. Your cat attacked your podcasting setup, and uh, you're still sober, and I'm not. And yeah, very, I already took a hit. Very wild first attempt, and now you're stoned, and you can't even pick the right mic when you're stoned, so it's it's a yeah. disaster. Well, because I was stoned before we had the first attempt, so it was a disaster from the beginning. But the great comeback is that it's before 4.20. And so upon starting my new sobriety streak, Leo will be facing many temptations in the big city, Babylon, that I will not. So you started smoking again, what, two weeks ago? No, uh, just over a week ago. Thursday, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. And how's that been? Mm, same as before, like pretty clear upon getting into it that it's better to be sober. So this is another last hit podcast. Uh, no, because I still have some left here. I'm not going to announce the last hit. I think that was jinxing it. All right. Well, I'll announce it. This is. <laughs> Your last day of hits. One last tobacco as well. So there is one a, a gun with one bullet in it if you want me to be able, be able to think at some point. Ooh, okay. Okay, we'll see. We'll see if you need to bring out the full thought gun. <laughs> we have a few good things to talk about, so we might. I have discovered a woman who is corroborating my forever suspicion that I am near governmental agencies. I at one point thought Leo was working for the CIA, not fully convinced he's not. I at one point thought my girlfriend, Waira, was working for the CIA. She's definitely not. But now I've discovered this woman, Deborah Ray, who wrote an article about CIA murders in Vilcabamba and responded to my Facebook message and is willing to talk. Yeah, how'd that Facebook thread go? Did she respond after what you showed me? No. After what I showed you, she has not responded. Um, she took a long time to respond initially, so 
I think we'll still eventually be able to talk. It's it's really crazy though if this is a real woman. At first I thought it was just like nonsense trolling, but she's got a lot of Twitter followers, like 25k Twitter followers including Jordan Peterson. She claims to be some kind of like citizen journalist, like a an independent researcher. I don't know exactly how she describes herself on the medium. But yeah, she has like this long string of tweets about the CIA being like a lot of people in Vokabamba being intelligence agency workers, foreign or US, and that they won't leave her alone. Really erratic, kind of crazy sounding tweets, but I've got to talk to her. I uh, did take a look at the medium and I read a couple of the articles. So, you yeah. Know. Yeah. Of hers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what did um, you think? I thought, I mean, I thought it was interesting. I like understand why, you know, Jordan Peterson might ally himself. It's the same sort of questioning the mainstream narrative mm-hmm. um, that seems to be a treasure trove for, you know, budding online personalities. If we've seen people like Russell Brand suddenly you know, bloom in sort of the same direction. So you think this girl might be like a gamer? She might be getting into the game of of being some kind of online personality preaching against the mainstream? No, not even that. I just think that like that seems to be what you get on the internet these days. So she's on the internet, like on Reddit, and it's like the anti-mainstream narrative, then that's what's going on. Okay, but do you think she's sincere? Do you think she's sincere? I have no idea. I haven't talked to her, but it's super interesting because she's got to be either... If she is sincere, then the stuff she's written is wild. So it's fascinating. Yeah, if she's not, I don't know. That would be pretty wild as well. Like a woman just making all of this stuff up with what goal? I don't know. It'd be very, very out there. I think um, it's a little too early for me to pass judgment. Um, you know, I did look into that one article about, it was pretty interestingly worded. It was like the CIA and Germany are killing people in Vilcabamba. Yeah. And it was just people's first names that were in town. And I guess like two of them were flat earthers. Yeah, but half of Vilcabamba is a flat earther. You know, it was their cover to be flat earthers because I guess... You know, it's the old Alex Jones thing, like, oh, he's pretending to be crazy because he's disseminating some truth and he doesn't want people to catch on if they don't already know, if they're not already in the know. I think that's pretty generous most of the time. What's generous? Giving people that that out, being like, yeah, you know, they're, oh. they're saying some deep truths and masking them in a hundred crazy things. No, I think most yeah. of the time they're just crazy. And, you know, a broken clock and all that. Yeah, I think that's true. I feel like you have once again hit the nail on the head with your conspiracy theories as a religion theory. Uh, And yet some crazy stuff happens in this world and a lot we don't know about. And maybe Deborah Ray knows about it. So anyway, I'm going to try and talk to her. I wanted to have her on the podcast maybe another day. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. Yeah.
it was so sketchy her reply to me like i hope you are aware of the risks you're in and know how to protect yourself i was probably a lot safer saying what i did than you would be yeah that is kind of bizarre but she is sending you these things on facebook messenger so <laughs> again grain of salt yeah, it, she she know. says that the U.S. government monitors her communications, though, so it, maybe it just doesn't matter at that point. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know, man. Edward Snowden fled to Russia. WikiLeaks guy. I don't even know if he's in prison or is he Dude, still at the embassy. He's in, like, in prison now, I think. He was in the Ecuadorian embassy of, what, England? Something like that, yeah. And he lived there yeah. for like quite a Ecuador while. Ecuador betrayed him. I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> So there is, I I think there is some kind of CIA activity in Ecuador. I think they did like come in and meddle with an election or something. And I've heard a few things about there being a presence from the CIA here. I mean, they meddle in every election around the world. That's just like how the U.S., you know, runs its business. But yeah, I guess so. You know, Vilcabamba specifically, why do you think that? Well... Because this is where we can start the new earth. So, of course, this is where the cabal is going to try and stop us. Okay, but why do you actually think that? <laughs> um, I don't think that. I, I think it's possible, though. I think Vilcabamba attracts a lot of very interesting people. People doing very interesting things. Um, I don't know if it's even on the map. That's the thing. Like, if certain powers like intelligence agencies or uh, governments knew everything in the mind of Vilcabambans, I think they would definitely want to have a presence here and stop, you know, what could potentially happen here. That sounds like it's uh, a small, small town. So they might not even know we're here. That sounds like budding terrorist activity. Um, No, not terrorist activity, but like, you know, there was talk about a citizens' assembly and like forming a government independent of the the actual governments. I mean, you don't think these talks happen in like where's that place in Copenhagen, that anarchist town in Copenhagen? I'm sure they do. Yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of places like this. Yeah, yeah. not alone. I'm sure there's plenty of. It's just like you get a lot of like-minded individuals. I think because mm-hmm. it's like an expat community. Yeah. It's actually remarkable how like there are certain trends that are just super consistent through every community like this. Like there's always going to be a lot of conspiracy theorists, there's always going to be a lot of spiritual seekers, and there are always going to be a lot of people who are super into crypto. But because it's like a self-selecting bias, like who else is trying to flee organized modern society? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's why, you know, it'll be interesting to talk to her and, you know, I'm excited to get some more info or at least for you to get some more info, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I would would temper what I would temper my expectations. Meaning what? Assume air on the side of assuming she's a nut. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I like to stay open-minded. We'll see. Well, could be a good start for this docu-series I want to do about Vilcabamba. Like, it doesn't even really matter if the CIA stuff is true or if it's going to be a great place or terrible place. Uh, it's a super interesting place with wild people. And so this is this place is just ripe to be shared. 
Yeah. So how, what do you want to do with your docu-series? You're pretty excited about it, which is good. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's very broad in scope. It's called light and shadows. And the general theme is looking at the light and shadows of the world and then looking at the world's changes, plant medicine, people forming communities, places like here in Vilcabamba and showing, you know, the great potential of that, the light of that and the insanity in the shadows. I think the latter will actually do itself with Vilcabamba, but with plant medicine, I also want to, you know, talk about how like there's great potential there, but big dangers as well. And a lot of the things I've seen in circles and yeah. uh, it'll keep going. Like I have a lot to learn. I've never directed anything, so I've never actually even really written anything beyond a blog. Uh, so on both fronts, I'll have to learn as I go. But uh, I think it's a great medium. I can interview well. That goes well into documentaries. I'm in a beautiful place, great place to start. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Honestly, I mean, I think you'll have a lot of content. It'll be pretty easy to part out 10 episodes or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you're trying to do with it. That's the thing is like what I'm trying to do with it. Because initially I was thinking more about like a reality show. Just like go around and film shit and see where the story goes. Uh, But I do think like themes would be good. Like I do want to get into the plant medicine. It's a little bit of a mess right now because I'm trying to figure out who will be working on it. And that seems to hinge on this relationship that is literally 50-50 as to whether it will. Mm, well, so last time we talked, you were, you were totally out of it. Yeah. And now you're I was 50, totally out of it. Maybe and maybe not. Yeah. So I'm assuming um, you're back together. No, we're not. Okay. Um we're just talking about being able to potentially rebuild. And we talked about doing some kind of project together when we were together. And then, fuck, this is a long story. I need to take another hit first. You want to talk about something else, something lighter first? Um, Let's see. Working on a novel. I got 3,000 words. I need 6,000 oh, more words. That what was is. the last part? What was the last thing you said? I said, I have 3,000 words. I need 67,000 more words. So, <laughs> a little bit That's of writer's a, block on chapter three here. I mean, it's a non-negligible start. Yeah, so I've got some like five pages. I started off pretty pretty well, um, just kind of doing like five, 10, 20 minutes every day. Uh, and then I took a, you know, I got, I had, you know, people read the first chapter it maybe <laughs> didn't go great, so I took a quite a quite a long break. Uh, <laughs> but then I'm back into it recently. I mean, that always happens, like when you start. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of sort of waiting around for feedback, which I never got. Um, ah, so it wasn't really any type of harsh feedback, but it was just nothing. But anyway, that's the harshest feedback. I know, right? That's what I thought. Um, so I got back to it and we'll see what comes of it. I'm not really expecting anything to come of it, but it would be nice to finish something. So yeah, that would be amazing. I mean, writing a shitty novel is a great accomplishment at this point in time, I would say, with people's attention spans, what they are. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see if I can get a September release on this 
based on nice. my current that's base. Pretty ambitious. Are you gonna? So you're gonna self-publish? Oh yeah, I'm just gonna put it up on Amazon, and uh, yeah, you know, I won't really. It's more about like building a fake persona online. You know, I have a couple things up on Amazon. And then go from <laughs> nice. there. What's the um, persona? I mean, just established author. Ah, okay. Is the book? It's not about the uh, the deities competing for followers. No, it's not. It's something different, which I won't uh, talk about. Okay. Just Too great to keep, an idea. It's not that. It's just I'm keeping my persona separate because I'm going to use a different pseudonym. And I don't want it to be linked. Oh. So you're going to have a new pseudonym that you write under that you don't want people to associate with this pseudonym. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you wow. know, it's not, a, it's not an alt-right novel. It's just a novel. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, but, you know, is ideally... It, is it like wild? Do you think it's going to like shock people? No, not at all. It's going to be very run-of-the-mill, young adult. Uh, um, but I think it'll be optionable uh, into film. Best case scenario, it gets optioned into a movie. You know, that's a 0.001% chance, but that is the mm-hmm. best case scenario. Is the book set in Ecuador? Unfortunately, no, it's not. It's set in the American Midwest. Um, of course. You know. Yeah, I'm keeping it semi-autobiographical. It's mm, obviously okay. fiction and it's obviously supernatural fiction. It's not obviously supernatural fiction, but it is supernatural fiction. So it's not, you know, grounded in reality, but the characters are grounded in real people. Nice. This is going to be great. I'll read it. So, yeah, we'll see uh, how it goes and then we'll option it into a movie. I'm going to have Seth Rogen play me. That's all I know so far. Epic. Wow. You have a plan. Sobriety maybe is magic. I'm going to use the secret, man. I'm going to make it happen. I mean, that works. That's how I got on Survivor. You want to cut that? Oh, do I need to cut that? I think I've said Survivor before. Maybe if you haven't cut it. If if you dig deep enough, you can you can scratch out the identity. Yeah, I mean, eventually I, I'm thinking I would just reveal this podcast and say, hey, I've been recording this shadow podcast with a friend. You wouldn't be identifiable. Is that fine with you? Yeah, it's totally fine with me. Uh, but I don't know if I'll do that because I'm sure if you like went through all these episodes and put together the worst of me, you could just destroy me. Yeah, the supercut would be brutal. There's just some random, like really high thoughts. And I don't even, I don't know. I mean, I think in context, they're usually not that bad or they're usually like uninformed. So you can get away with them, but it definitely out of context. You could just, you know, be painted into something right. horrible. And that's like the warfare now is out of context, like memes, just like getting a message out, not worrying too much about truth or nuance. That and like deep fakes, you can make anybody say anything if they have enough content. That's super true. Yeah, AI could definitely make, like do our voices completely convincingly and say anything. Well, there was this thing that happened um, a couple of months ago, maybe. This guy used AI to for Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan's voice library is one of the most robust on the internet. Mm-hmm. And he had Joe Rogan promoting a supplement that he was selling on Amazon. Just some random guy, random supplement, didn't do anything, you know, snake oil. But he made this fake commercial of Joe Rogan promoting it. And like it ended up doing like pretty well on Amazon. He got it sponsored or whatever. Wow. Um, and then Joe Rogan was trying to sue him. What? And then, 
that's the last I know about it. Yeah, because like you're using a celebrity endorsement without yeah, totally. You're associating him with whatever whatever it is. Yeah, for shilling some random product that he's got no association with. We're all going to become Tim Ferriss's by AI. Did I tell you another another life update? I bought, uh, speaking of Tim Ferriss, I bought Athletic Greens, a month's nice. supply. Of so we're, we're going to try it. It's day two, I think, of having it. Let me know how it goes. My mom used to be pretty religious about it. Why did she stop? Um, maybe she didn't stop, but I, she seems to have less fervor these days. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it tastes good, so that's nice. I don't know if it does anything yet, but we'll see how I feel in a month. Yeah. What do you think about supplementing in general? I mean, not that that's necessary. That is basically supplementing, but what do you think about like taking magnesium and vitamin C and stuff? It depends on if you need it or not. Vitamin D. You need it. Vitamin D after these last six months. Well, it's actually um, like 81 and sunny right now. 81 in mid-April? It's very nice. That's that's Uh, pretty wild. This last week's been crazy hot. So I got I mean, like a little bit of a burn on my face. Yeah. Um, but I that's, did. That's really uncharacteristic, right? I mean, April could be like freezing sometimes. Yeah, it is going to drop back down to the 40s next week, hmm. according to the weather app. Okay. Um, but yeah, actually, like I had some blood work done in early March, and my vitamin D levels were totally fine. I was surprised. I assumed they'd be deficient. Nice. That's great. Yeah. Maybe it's the Wim Hof method. I have stopped doing the cold showers. I did them every day, almost every day for uh, maybe two, three weeks. Um, I just haven't done them recently. My skin was getting super dry, like in the face. I don't know if it's related or not. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, so I'll probably keep doing them, just not every single day. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You should try ice baths. Yeah, I just don't want to get all the cubes out. You know, that's true. It's like, a pain in the ass. And then it's just like a two-minute endeavor. At least the first couple of times. That's why I think it's a good thing for like a center, like a yoga center that also has ice baths. People would use, I would subscribe to a place that did that if I were in a city. Yeah, that'd be very cool. If they had like a sauna, an ice bath, some yoga, some weights maybe. I mean, we're Mm -hmm. just talking about a nice gym here. Yeah, like a super nice gym. Yeah. The ice bath thing would actually be unique, I think. I mean, there's the, what's the cold therapy? The Yeah, uh, they have like those cryo chambers. You go neck down and then they like shoot whatever cold air at you or something. They blast you. Yeah. So there's that, but I don't think there are ice baths. I did the cryotherapy once. It was pretty good. Yeah, I assume they do the same thing. Like, I don't know if an ice bath has any advantage. I would think it does because of water. It's a very different thing. The The cold, the cryotherapy is also like way colder. You know, it's like negative 220 degrees or something. Oh, wow. But it's I don't how even, long are you in there? Like a couple seconds? Two and a half minutes. Oh shit. Um, or maybe maybe three minutes, but it's like it's blown on you, and it somehow like it doesn't penetrate your your skin, your body. It's just like it's just on your skin, so it's it's super fucking cold. But like an ice bath is more intense, I would say. Yeah, I, I buy that. 
even the cold shower, like I can really only do two, two and a half minutes and then I'm shivering. And then based on the, oh, really? the, the podcast that I saw is once you induce shivering, you're good to leave because you're no longer getting any additional benefit. Wow. Huh. That's interesting. I, I don't think I generally ever like shivered with cold showers. Like I would, there would, I don't know. I think there, there's an instinct to shiver, but you can just not. Yeah, it's true. I mean, definitely like controlling breathing is a big part of it. You just exhale slowly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that seems to prevent a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I've been real down about this relationship. Yeah, so you were totally out of it. What was that, like a month ago? Yeah, it's been so fucking chaotic and, and exhausting. How did um, that change? We were totally out of it. And then, I mean, we never got back into it uh, in terms of saying like, okay, we're in a relationship again. But she came back to Vilcabamba and we reconnected a bit. She is like good at acknowledging the things she's done wrong and that can't happen again and saying she's committed to working on those things. Um, and so I've said like, that's great. I would like to give it a chance, but I need to see it over time. And I can't say like we're, we're in a committed relationship now or like until I see that. You can hear my exhaustion. It's hard to even recall it all. But um, what were you going to say? Um, I don't know if I had anything queued up, but it is kind of surprising to like see you keep on with it. Like you clearly seem, you know, exhausted by it, and yet you want to keep working on it. What is that? Uh, like? I still see the possibility. Um, yeah, like she, her, her light is really great and her darkness is rough and she's aware of it and willing to work on it. So there's the hope that it'll, the things from the past won't continue into the future. Um, like, I feel like, of your three major relationships, this is by and large the most chaotic. Yes, definitely. Which, you know, is not, not a great sign. You should be moving towards less chaotic as you age. No, I think you should be moving toward a greater capacity to tame chaos. And I think the greater the woman, the greater the chaos, and the greater the possibility, also the greater the danger. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know if any of that's true. It is Bye, true that Weira is an established producer in Ecuador who knows a lot of great artists, people to work with, and can make a docuseries like this happen. And we talked about doing something like that. Um, and it's, it's not like that would be the basis for a romantic relationship. Like we've also said, maybe we would work together, but not be a couple in the future, if that's possible. I don't know if that's possible, but, um, I think it's possible we could create, you know, like something with worldwide impact. And so it's hard, it's very hard to let that go. And 
I also feel like on the relationship front, she is a conscious, aware person, increasingly aware. And yeah, there has been improvement. Like there's still been the mix and the things that make me doubt, but it seems possible. You got to get in there and snip that name out. Snip what? You, you name crap. Oh. You got to get in there and edit. Oh yeah, sure. I will. Wait, Ra. But um, yeah, that's why it's it feels possible. And uh, we'll see. Anyway, the thing with the docuseries is I realized this is what I wanted to do when she was on a retreat in the jungle and we were like not officially together. Um, and so I was not really thinking of working together creatively anymore. And I started making moves of wanting to hire this guy, my friend from New Zealand here and possibly his wife. And then when they were talking about it, his wife was like concerned about Weira and about whether she uh, would be hard to work with and collaborate with or like need things to be her way. Cause she has a big ego and what, what did they do. What do they do? They, I was thinking of hiring them to film. I am thinking of hiring them to film. Are they, um, have they filmed in the past? Yeah. That's what the guy currently does. Oh, okay. Um, he does it for a real estate lady here, but, um, yeah, he's super into lenses and knowledgeable about filming. And so, yeah, I think he would be good. And maybe his wife would work into it somehow. Um, so I was thinking of working with them. They expressed these concerns about Weira. Um, I eventually told Weira about that. And she now just hates them and is closed off to working with them. And is like, it's me or them. You're choosing me, them over me if you want to use them as camera people. Because and I guess if she were producing, that, huh? Because you told them that they, or you told her that they had doubts about working with her? Yeah. Why did you do that? Uh, because I have doubts about working with her. <laughs> and so, yeah, if I'm trying to build a team, I want to get it all out in the open. And uh, And so, yeah, that was... A recent difficulty still is uh, I don't know it's tough because I feel like she has a lot of ability to move this forward um, a little more reliability than these people I wanted to hire like this guy my friend he's great but he was like the other day he was doing cocaine and I think he's like a little maybe too attached to some of the drugs he grows mushrooms regularly and is like a big mushroom guy um, so yeah, I don't know. He's chaotic as well. Everyone around me is chaotic. Um, Bill Cabalm is chaotic. That's why I'm here. Maybe I should see the question is, do I need to go somewhere less chaotic or do I need to be the order here? Well, so from her end, she, you said she's like a established producer. So like she can get you in touch with what camera people, editors. Yeah. Producing videos is part of what she's done as like a broader art producer. She's produced like photo shoots, rebrands for musical groups, events. Um, and she's worked with like a lot of the biggest artists in Ecuador, which I guess isn't saying a lot on the world scale, but uh, within Ecuador, she's legit. 
Like I am, no, I'm a good gauge of that. That's great, but you know, you really only need YouTube and a channel to upload a documentary. You don't really need any type of industry. Mm, you need some stuff. Like I'm trying to make a, a very high quality documentary. I need a good editor. I need yeah. good camera work, yeah. audio work. But in terms of like distribution, you really just need. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think like her role in distribution isn't necessarily that important, but that's yeah. not what I'm concerned with. I'm concerned with this actually occurring because if mm -hmm. I can actually create something, that would be great. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've also like, there's a bias in what I've shared with you, obviously, like I've shared, I don't share when like we're super in love and it's all great. I vent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fair so there's enough. There's a lot of there's a lot of good there. Yeah. But yeah, some of that stuff is just not okay, the communication stuff. So is she currently living in your guest house? No, she's at her mom's in Loja. Mm. How far is that away? 45 minutes. Oh, okay. By car? Yeah. That's not that far. Yeah, it's pretty chill. Like I went there today. We went to the natural reserve and walked the dock. How did you guys meet? I don't know if we've talked about Just in this town. Before. Like okay. you see everyone around in town and uh, she saw me and noticed me for a while before I noticed her. But then I got a sandwich at her, uh, this plant-based restaurant she used to run and met her there, remembered her. And then we had lunch together with another friend and talked more and yeah. Have you attempted to date other people at all since the schism of a month ago? No. no, I felt way too sensitive. Sensitive in what way? Like not open, not uh, you know, heavy, sad. And I think like when you have sex and share your energy, you open your energetic and emotional world. And so, yeah, being super sad, I wasn't trying to go mix it up with floozies. I mean, you could just meet a nice, normal girl and have a coffee. There are no nice, normal girls for me. In because... Ecuador or what? No, I think uh, like I still have a lot of hesitation about dating anyone really in the mainstream. So that severely limits my options. Why is that? Because they're not... Because not woke enough. You got to be like at least ninety-seven percent woke. If you're only seventy percent woke, like Leo, it's not going to be good enough in a in a monogamous long-term relationship. It's just like you know, I don't know if any of these people are capable of monogamous long-term relationships. Wait, Ra. Damn, I've said it that again. Conspiracy. Yeah, you just you got to like put a sound effect over it every time you say it. Yeah. Foghorn. Um, <laughs> venting about Foghorn could be the title. <laughs> um, what was I, What were the first few words of what I just started to say? Uh, I don't know. Damn it! Fuck being high. I was about to. I was going somewhere. I was really going somewhere. Oh yeah, we're talking about mainstream. Alternative girls. Yeah, no, uh, Waira is like all about the monogamy. Mm. 
I, I broached that topic a lot because I felt many times like I don't feel like it's natural and I don't know, things can change, but she was always very steadfast. Yeah, man. I don't know. Are you still 100% in on monogamy? Yeah, it is natural and societally good and dating is exhausting that's true Um, and i've never met a normal well-adjusted polyamorous person (laughs) that's also true yeah you ever met a normal well-adjusted child of polyamorous people no they don't exist those are gonna be some woke kids yeah, some of these things are like fun to speculate on in your twenties, but at some point you gotta, you know, put on a tie and realize that people have been trying this shit for thousands of years and they've mostly figured it all out. I don't know though. I feel like a lot of people in monogamous relationships are in a very contracted, fearful place. Yeah, maybe, but those people were in a contracted, fearful place regardless of their relationship. You know what I mean? Most people are just yeah, but I think the path to getting out of a contracted, fearful place is to feel the shit that you're so afraid of. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, what are you grabbing? Just more cannabis. The last of it. Damn, that's harsh, bro. You're leaving me to solo the podcast. You got to no, carry the conversation here. with all of your sober powers. I am still here. I was yeah. just checking. I'm trying to figure out it is Easter tomorrow. So I'm trying to figure out uh, what time I got to be, where I got to be. It's Orthodox Easter, not real Easter. It is Orthodox Easter, the realist Easter, because Orthodox is the less, um, what do you want to call it, modernized version of Christianity. But I thought you were just saying modernity has figured everything out. So shouldn't the least modernized version be the worst? What's the most conservative version? Let's call it that. Hmm. I didn't say modernity. Well, I guess in a way, you know, the modern culture of relationships, humanity as a whole. It's not a modern cult. Like monogamy is not a modern thing. It's a more or less all time thing. Uh... And all like time. Yeah, you have some idea of some weird polyamorous tribe in the jungle, but those don't exist. What about They've sex at dawn? That's not Joe real. Rogan's friend. Yeah, none of that's real. <laughs> none of that. Like, uh, dawn is when I'm the horniest, so I haven't read the book, but it sounds true from the title. You know what I mean? Like it uh, behooves um, graduate students to teach their female students these things in a college setting graduate students the guy who wrote sex Adam was a grad student i don't know he's a phd or some shit but you know what i mean like uh it's all a uh, creepy professors uh, yeah i don't know man i just feel like the point of life is learning and relationships are the teachers and if you like committing to monogamy is saying, all right, I commit to needing 70 years to learn these lessons with you when maybe uh, you graduated sooner. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that means. Like you, you can learn with somebody or alone. No, I uh, think like growth with any one person is limited. 
So like a lot of people will avoid a long-term monogamous relationship because they're afraid of connecting deeply with someone. But then also the deeper you go with someone, the more you know them and the the less like fruit there might be for connection. I think it's the opposite. I think moving from person to person limits your growth. Either extreme limits your growth, I think. I think like, yeah, a series of, of relationships. Like maybe there's always one person, but you're not expecting any one person to be for life, truly. No, there's like life events that you can only experience down that path, with like becoming a grandparent, for example. You can become like a detached grandparent, but becoming like an involved, you know, center. Yeah, of a that could be true. Or you live in a community family. and everyone's involved regardless. Yeah, I guess, you know, what, like a tribe that doesn't Not exist. Not a tribe, but like you're all living, sharing land together, growing food and raising, you know, kids and like... It's not all on the mom and dad to raise the kids, like the grandparents, the other elders, the people can help out. And yet the parents are super connected. The grandparents are super connected. To be a very small town. This is literally, you have to be no, one I'm talking town. about like a hundred people on land, maybe yeah. 50, maybe 70. It's like a commune. Sure. You could call it a commune. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, that seems to me to be the best way forward to live in this world. That's not a real way forward. This is not a real thing that exists. What are you talking about? That's just patently untrue. Like hippie communes? It does often go badly. I don't think it's been done nearly as well as it could be so far. Uh, but it exists for sure. And I would say there are some cases where it exists well, and there can be more cases in the future. Yeah, I don't know if that is true or untrue. Um, Why you know, are you such a doubter and hater? Well, no, it's just like the natural progression of uh, it's like a small unit, and then it's a whatever, 50, 100, and then 200, and then it's a small town, and then. By the time you're, you know, a small village, they're not letting the creepy old guy with no family hang around their kids. <laughs> um, I mean, it could be that there, there's that like progression, but it happens very gradually over time. And like, so yeah, maybe, does, maybe there is that progression happen. over a very long time frame. And then when you get to the end of that time frame, like when capitalism is eating itself, you have to reset I mean, yeah, you can eat the rich and reset. Eat the rich? I'm not talking about eating the rich. The end of capitalism. Redistribute everything. No, I'm saying like things falling apart. It's not like a socialist redistribution, communism or something. It's more like maybe attempts at communism that fail, but it's just things falling apart. Uh, Do you secretly want things to fall apart of course <laughs> why <laughs> no man i'm not that autistic <laughs> like things are pretty uh pretty dope as they stand Taking some so monster dope. hits right now. That most people our age need dope and monster hits to cope.
that was pretty poetic. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think that at any other time in history, they would just be dead would be the, uh, the opposite version of that. Mm, I don't know. I think a whole worldwide culture emanating from the USA is very corrupted and wounded. Like, can you name me a better time in recorded history? No. But I think there's way more to the world, let alone the cosmos, than recorded history. I mean, I guess, but then we're, all we have is recorded history to go on. If we're trying to we have intuition. rationalize something, yeah, well, we can we can guess and stab and try and fail, as many have done before us. But recorded history is the result of people no longer failing. Hmm. It's a convincing case, but not convincing enough. Like just the ability for, um, you know, people to learn to read and write versus that's like a product. Mind control. The English language itself was designed for mind control. No, it's a product of no longer having to work just to survive every single day. It's like you have now people that are able to do other things so they can read and write and do math, etc. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I was joking. But so uh, time, everything before that, it's still, is, you, you still can't assume it's the pinnacle. Well, no, it's just everything before that is every I mean, single I don't day know that people are happier actually today than in the past. They might not be. Happier. More fulfilled, more alive. Yeah, maybe not more alive. You know, the highest highs. Yeah, probably I mean, not. I think comfort and all the things you're like touting is the best humanity has ever done actually kind of debilitate. Like we get too comfortable are. and that's the disease. But some people are. Like the there's a top 1% of people that are feeling the highest highs that life has to offer or whatever top, I don't know what percentage. That's very hard to say. I mean, there have been mystics and meditators through history who maybe have been feeling the highest highs. Yeah. So, the, it, but it's just a small percentage of the population, regardless of the size of the population. Yeah, but I'm saying it's not like this time has a greater portion experiencing the higher highs. No, it probably has, I mean, a greater absolute number, but the same percentage. I think it has a greater number, absolutely, of people experiencing like a certain kind of, a certain kind of enjoyment, but not the deepest things life has to offer. But there is uh, undoubtedly less people experiencing the lowest lows. And that's what it's actually about. Mm. I don't know. You're thinking all materially and external world. I think you're not considering internal world. I mean, what, what does that mean, internal world? Like your mindset? Yeah, that like you can't define well-being in the highest highs by anything that you see on the outside. Dude, a thousand years ago, Mongols would come into your village and rape your whole family and 
<laughs> like, what are you saying? I mean, that's meaningful and of a good point, but it's not everything. The events aren't everything. That is um, the status quo of living. But people are more conscious now than they were in the past. Maybe. I think in general, on average, yeah. The literacy rates are up. People know more about the world. I'm just saying like self-awareness. I mean, we're not like savages anymore, as you said. Or like bound by some sort of religious doctrine, much less likely. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I agree with that. People are more able to think for themselves. Although when you allow that... I don't know. A lot so of like, I feel like that's true, but I also feel like there are a lot of huge negatives to modern civilization that can't continue. Like, I get that there's more light in the world that's been created than in the past, but there's also like Las Vegas and that the place can't just persist city. as it is into the future forever. It's the brightest city on earth. What do you mean? City of Lights. <laughs> That's Paris, which oh, is also like burning down right now. Oh, yeah. Well, because they wanted to move the retirement age, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's, I think there's going to be a lot of chaos in the developed world. And I'm not saying that because I want that. I, yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's not like a big prediction to assume that there will be, you know, disorder in the future just because that has been what has been the normal for most of history yeah but it's it's ramped up in scale um i think everything's so interconnected that yeah like a a blip here causes an issue there so i agree with you but you know hopefully we ramp down gradually and not in crazy World War Three nuclear explosions. Yeah, but if you look at the trend of worldwide chaos, you know, that is what it is. It's it's like, it's nice that we're not savages and those things that would have happened a millennia ago wouldn't happen now. But, you know, A-bombs didn't exist and we didn't have to even consider or even be able to fathom the possibility of destroying the entire world. Yeah, I don't think that that's going to happen, though. I don't think there's going to be a nuclear war in our lifetime. Certainly hope not, but there's a lot of things that could happen outside of that. I think that the other regional powers are going to make a move, whatever that move may be, but it won't be enough, and they will recede back into irrelevance, and then we will see a new golden age of American imperialism. (laughs) Of American imperialism. The only ones left to steer the ship. Yeah. <laughs> the American Empire, baby. Try and stop us. You'll stop yourselves. I don't think anyone needs to try. No, I think Europe is irrelevant. I think South America is irrelevant. I think China is over leveraged in their debt. I think Russia is fighting a losing war. Um, have I missed any of them? Japan's mm, nice. Yeah, you've missed like probably 95% of them. What are you talking about? That was every continent. Oh, Australia, but yeah, they're they're doing their own thing. Oh, you were going by continents? I thought you were trying yeah. to name all the countries. 
No, no, I was going by continents. Ah. But I did say China and I meant Asia. Ah. Um, yeah, I, I think... Like there's a lot of systems that aren't going to be able to continue. And when that happens, there'll have to be new alternatives. And those alternatives probably won't come from a place that's already like completely embedded in the old. Do you think they'll come from where? Vilcabamba? Vilcabamba, a place like this. That's where the CIA is incubating the new ideas. Maybe that's why they're here. I don't think, I think just generally rural places where people are connected to the land and self-sustaining. It's like a post-apocalyptic scenario. Not necessarily, but it could be. But, you know, hopefully it doesn't come to any of that. Yeah, hopefully not. I'm starting to feel more optimism there. We will see. There's a new election coming up pretty soon, right? 2024? Yeah, I guess soon. A year and a half. Wait. Is it? It was 16, right? Okay, so it's 24 and then he comes into power 25? Uh, yeah. Damn, why are they talking about it now? It's like the, the primaries, yeah, the primaries are already like in full swing. Oh, they are. Uh, what? Really? I don't know. No, I mean, like people talk about who's going to be their nominee. No, the primaries shouldn't start for like a year. Yeah, uh, I want to look this up actually. I heard that um, JFK Jr. or whatever wants to run as a Democrat. Uh, I didn't know that you could run against the sitting president. Like, doesn't wait. Doesn't he have something to do out there campaigning? I don't know. Maybe he's just anticipating Biden won't be up for it, which is super possible. February 24 are the primaries. You think it'll be Biden? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how this works, but I think that if the sitting guy says Dude, he wants so to, old. then it's him. He's so old. Yeah, but Reagan was older, right? I don't know, I guess. I'll take your word for it. Reagan was older and, and in full dementia swings, and he's just out there. Whatever. Nice. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Monkeys running the show. It just show. doesn't work with the internet anymore. Like you could, if Biden was president thirty years ago, you could curate this image that he knew exactly what was going on, and he was in control, and he was a strong leader. But like with the internet, none of this flies anymore. You, yeah, good point. all the time. The internet is just helping us realize it's always been super fucked up. Like people didn't know Roosevelt was a cripple, right? Maybe. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel Could like be. they would they would hide it. Uh, yeah. I saw it actually <laughs> a crazy conspiracy. Let me know if you've heard this one. Um, it was it was the Big Mike conspiracy. Have you heard this one? I don't think so. The Big Mike conspiracy um, is that Michelle Obama was born Michael Levon <laughs> something and uh, is a post-op tr- or not even post-op, is a pre-op transgender uh, posing as a woman. And the kids are 
adopted or something. Uh, some of this stuff is like, you know, Google images of Michelle Obama pregnant. They don't exist. <laughs> um, yeah, and then yeah, maybe like, images of her from that long ago exist. I don't know. And then maybe I like read in one place that there was some will from her parents that said everything goes to Michael instead of Michelle. Epic. I don't know if there's a, a big trans conspiracy floating around. Uh, yeah, I think that's a, there are a ton of trans conspiracies. Like people think that the trans movement is, you know, intertwined with the conspiratorial agendas. No, I know. I mean, like, I don't understand why this has suddenly become one of the conspiracy. Like, I don't see any angle here which would validate any of that. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. Um, I found this webpage. And it seems like, yeah, they... Uh, kept it under wraps that FDR was in a wheelchair. That's super impressive. I mean, he was seen in person. There were newspapers. Yeah, but I think like, um, you know, when he had to do something in person, he would put on leg braces and just try to, you know, tough it out on a podium. Damn, that's crazy. And I don't know the extent of his disability. I don't know how polio goes... Dude, think about people in the 19th century. They just had no fucking idea. They were like going based off of telegrams, you know, describing the person or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. That explains, you know, how Lincoln ever got elected. Worst president. Donald Trump did way more for black people than Lincoln ever had. Donald Trump said that himself. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Did he really? Yeah. He said that's done. More for black people than any president in history, including Lincoln. Well, maybe not Lincoln. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) What a lunatic. Is he in jail? Or I guess he He didn't go to jail, but he's arrested, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming he got out on bail. I don't really know what he's up to. I don't know if he's in Florida or in New York right now. But he really is incredible. His, like, quips are... He had one to go back to the trans thing real quick. Have you heard his trans one? He had one about women's basketball. <laughs> no, I don't he's think like, I've heard this. He's like, if I were to buy a WNBA team, you better believe it'd be the best WNBA team anyone's ever watched. But before, you know, I got them on TV, I would go to LeBron. I would say, listen, LeBron, do you want to make more money than you ever have? Do you want to score more points than you ever have? Well, then maybe you pretend to be a woman and you play on my team. No way. Trump said that. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, it sounds like something we would say on this podcast. Absolutely incredible. Um, it is a shame that the thing that they're getting him on is, you know, bribing Stormy Daniels with campaign funds and then not acknowledging it or whatever, you know, versus attempted insurrection. <laughs> Attempted overthrow of democracy, which is really the thing they should be getting him on. Yeah, I mean, thinking about all the shit he's pulled over the years, it seems like such a nothing thing. It's like Al Capone when they got Al Capone on tax evasion. Oh, even though he was murdering people in the streets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
get you on some bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it's really nuts that that was the president. But it's also <laughs> nuts that, that that him being the president exposed so much of the nonsense everywhere. I think it did a good job of exposing that there is no such thing as like independent media. Like yes. all of yeah. the publications are bought and paid for by either one donor or another, and they all have their own agenda. Yeah. Maybe NPR. I don't know. I doubt it. No, I think it's it's all bias. But yeah, there's nobody that's just like out here doing it to do it. Maybe Rogan, but he's too easily influenced. Yeah, so Trump uh, Trump created the Great Awakening, doing more for black people than Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the rest is history. Number 45. I saw a really good tweet the other day. Uh, and it was somebody within the Republican, I want to say Senate, tweeted that like nobody, no president has ever had as much derision and hate as 45 has, 45 being Trump. Mm-hmm. And the, the top voted reply was, it was really funny. It was they literally shot JFK in the face. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? No, I mean, it's he's, he's saying that there was like more negativity thrown at Trump from the population, from people in general than any past president. Yeah, but which is probably true. Three or four of them have been shot and two of them have died. Yeah, you only need one person to hate you to be shot. It's talking yeah. about how many people hate you. That's true, but you know, there are just more people. But either way, don't buy it. Half the country seceded when Lincoln became president. He really is the worst president of all time. Why? Why do you hate Lincoln? Because he let the whole country split in half. He started a civil war, didn't he? Wasn't that on his watch? It was on his watch, yeah. But I mean, the I think it was inevitable. The closest uh, we've gotten to America collapsing is Lincoln's tenure. Did we? Were we actually close to collapsing, though? I mean, we did collapse. There's two sides, and they fought each other. That's not necessarily collapsing, though. Because like most of the one side survived and they're still part of what is now the U.S. I mean, he did reinstate it, but like, like people gave Trump a lot of, this is another terrible comparison, like Trump for destabilizing the union to the point where like people thought that civil war was on the table. But like mm-hmm. Lincoln destabilized the union to the point where civil war erupted. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's just pinning it all on one guy. Oh, yeah, it's totally unfair, but that's what people do. That's what the president's for. He's a scapegoat for whatever happens in those four or eight years. Yeah, I buy that. I would I would say Trump has affected culture. Like every president, as time has progressed, has affected culture more because they can engage with culture more. Oh, 100%. Trump's, well, I guess Obama, but Trump really brought like Twitter Mm-hmm. And like talking about politics all the time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the forefront. So yeah, it's kind of scary. That guy has had the biggest effect to date on a culture. But you know, he put out some banger NFTs. So <laughs> did he? Wasn't all bad. Yeah, apparently they're up. Oh, seven. Yeah, you said Darth Trader got one. Seven hundred percent or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? So is Darth Trader rich? 
I don't think they're worth that much to begin with. So on a $100 investment, he made $700. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, I would love to bring Darth Crater back though. Yeah, that would be great. What is he up I to? Haven't, I haven't spoken to him in quite some time. He's living in Singapore. So this would be a great time to pick his brain about anything in general, geopolitics, sexual dynamics. <laughs> He's got anything in his pocket if you want to, you know, get him going. That could be a lightning podcast. Yeah. Um, fuck. Fuck, man. Do we have anything else on your docket? No, I think we talked about the crew thing. Yep, I think we talked about it all. Yeah, man, I would just say that make sure to watch reels of people that you want to hire. To yeah, create. I've seen the work of the guy I want to hire, and I've okay. seen some other work of Huera. Okay. You don't trust my judgment, huh? Um, I didn't say that. It's kind of implied, though. I think, uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say being so detached from the situation, so I just preach caution. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You were the beginning of me questioning the conspiracy stuff at least and now which, you've, you're nothing but caution which conspiracy was it i feel like i you know epstein oh why was that me that's an obvious one that they killed that guy on the street not on the street but the proverbial street like in front of everybody um that guy was executed by the government in broad daylight and nobody batted an eye, and, you know, it's just a fun story now. Fuck, I'm so high. Who was this? Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was That's why it was a big tipping point, I think, for a lot of people. The math teacher turned billionaire hedge fund manager. How does someone make that leap? Fucking pimp for the ultra elite is such a bizarre story. Potentially, you talked about more stuff than just Epstein, though. You you talked about nanotechnology being in a COVID vaccine. I think you were the first person I ever heard talk about that. That was I was making that up though. That was a potential story I would write. That had nothing, you know, based in fact. No, you were just talking about that it was possible. Well, I was thinking that in the future. It would, that wasn't a COVID vaccine thing. That was a what the slippery slope of a vaccine mandate could cause in 20, 40, 50 years. I think it was like what would happen if like how would it become the case that the government has like the ability to mind control everyone with technology? And you were saying like by the time it was happening it would be too late to stop it and that it could be done in this way or that way or with a covid vaccine well yeah i think i was saying like 
that if you, you know, allow like laws to be changed to where the government can say, take this thing and it's all innocent now in 30 years, those same laws could be manipulated and twisted um, when new technology becomes available to take advantage of the technology. When new technology becomes available to take advantage of the technology. Yeah. So if the government in 50 years, you know, actually develops these super high tech remote controlled machines that can manipulate our whatever hormones, um, then they could use them because they've already set a precedence of, Hey, there's a whatever thing, everybody get in line or, you know, don't ask for evidence. Don't ask for, uh, test results. Just get in line and trust our judgment on this. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's true, but also you were the first person pushing this conspiracy and you were pushing it super hard. Don't feel like I was pushing it super hard, but we were. No, you weren't pushing it super hard. You just—it was just one comment, but it was the first time someone else talked about that idea. But we were on acid at the time. To be completely transparent here. Uh yeah, that was a terrible <laughs> trip. That was not fun. Uh yeah, I didn't think it was super fun either. I ended up getting in a Wikipedia rabbit hole in the Mandela effect. Uh um, yeah, I was awake now I remember for a super that. long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you also kept wanting to talk about how it was used for all these nefarious purposes while we were using it. Acid? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just I the got a grinder in honor of you. What is that? Is that it's Blue Demon? the final grinder. Yeah. Blue Excellent. Demon. The mascot of DePaul University. Yeah. It's kind of a cool mascot. Pretty cool. But yeah, it's like... Uh, I was uh, I was watching a YouTube video about that. I almost said reading, but I was watching a YouTube video about that earlier this week about like the government giving Charles Manson acid and teaching him how to like start a cult essentially. Oh shit! Wow. So it's like, I mean, just the whole history of the '60s and maybe '50s. Like, like the discovery of acid is just based around what can we do with this drug? Let's find out. And it's just pushing people into these manipulative limits of their psyche. It's That's crazy. why I don't like it as a drug in general. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a fan. Also, yeah, it takes agreed. Also what? It takes too long. It's like mushrooms, but way longer, three times longer. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I haven't done it since. Just every other psychedelic to excess, but not more LSD. Yeah. Man, I, I feel like you're kind of robbing yourself by not having a trip dose of a psychedelic at least once. Add like an eighth of mushrooms. How much is an eighth? Three and a half grams. Uh, three and a half. Okay, yeah, that is like... I guess that is a trip dose, but I think you should just go for five once. Why? Just to fully see what it could be. If it, you know, causes me to start thinking everyone's a government agent, then (laughs) it's probably not worth it. Dude, I don't think everyone's a government agent. 
dude, everyone's a government agent. Everyone on Earth. Everyone on Earth. Wild. For a different government, their own internal government. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you should do a ton of it. I'm just saying you should do that once. But no um, shoulds. It's not not my place. You you're writing a novel. Who am I to to judge or to suggest? No, I'm like I honestly have no real desire to do it. I don't think I'm going to get anything out of it. I know you think otherwise, but you know, different value systems, I guess. Fair enough. Um, you know, maybe that'll change in the future, and I might be tempted. But as of now, I feel like I've gotten, you know, everything I wanted to get out of those experiences. And I don't really have any temptation to, uh, you know, keep going into that well. Dude, I think the way is to just live in that well, to never stop doing ayahuasca every night. Never, never stop. Do DMT 20 times and watch porn. Oh, 5-MeO-DMT 30 times and watch porn if you're referring to Leo Gura. That was it, yeah. And then That's wild. And then what? Then you will become actualized. <laughs> You'll start talking about, you know, math you don't understand. That channel actually could be a huge hit, like grow even bigger in the future because it's so entertaining, like seeing this train wreck. <laughs> at some point the cognitive dissonance has to break I mean this guy believes he's God so like if he finds out he's a loser that's going to be captivating maybe he is God Leo to say. yeah yeah I mean there's a sense in which he is but like his what he's doing is not very Godlike. No, and I'm sure he'll get bored at some point and his videos will stop being watched and then he'll collapse. But whether that'll all be televised, hard to say. Well, I feel like he's going to keep his channel going. Or you think he might just be like, oh, I'm done with the channel and die? No, I mean, eventually the channel will stop paying dividends if people tune out. And then why would he keep going with it? I'm saying I feel like it's going to get more attention if he does fall apart because that'll be entertaining and people will be curious to see where it goes. Everybody does love a good fall apart. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like his core audience is probably not looking for the fall apart. Yeah, that's true. That's 65. insane that a guy like that can have such a big core audience. Life advice for young people, part one. Life advice for young people, part two. These are two-hour videos. How to make How a to girl squirt. That's not one of his videos. It is, is one, it? Of his, one of his videos. <laughs> what? That's terrible. <laughs> How to yeah. have amazing sex, part one. How to have amazing sex, part two. Are you looking at it now? Yeah, yeah, I'm on his channel. Oh, dating attraction and sexuality. Yeah, fucking... So this guy's tried it all. He's tried the Neil Strauss life. 
He's tried the spiritual life. He's got a politics, government, society. A politics, government, society? Yeah, like one of his playlists. Like he's got sex, he's got spirituality, he's got government. Yeah, I just think it's hilarious that he had a video, How to Make a Girl Squirt. (laughs) He never took it down either, even as he totally rebranded into being God. And, you know, how tall is this man? I think he's actually pretty tall. I saw a video of him speaking once and he was very tall. You think he's a mystery? (laughs) Mystery. I never talked on the podcast about the PUAs I discovered in Vilcabamba, did I? Yeah, maybe not. You want to go into that? 30 Ways Society Fucks You in the Ass. Actualize.org. <laughs> I don't want to go into it, but it's interesting. These guys. Yeah, I mean, this guy, one of one of the guys is like, he was a bit into the PUA stuff, but I don't know how big of a thing it was for him. But he is the administrator of this Bufo Alvarius medicine yeah and uh and he knows this guy who was like a big pua and that was his identity and had a youtube channel for psychedelic 97 percent awake i don't know i think they're a double-edged sword i think it's worth digging deeper into the well than you have but there's a time to stop as well uh, all right, man. Speaking of times to stop, I got to get some dinner going because it is 8 p.m. here. And uh, if I wait any longer, I'll be eating at 10. Fuck. What? Bad timing. For what? That's fine. I'll see you later. You got some? Stick around for another 10 something, minutes. Something huge. All right. I'll stick around for 10 more minutes. Let's hear it. Let's hear the huge thing. It's a big thing. Such a tease. No, for real, man. It's uh, it's deep. What you got? I forgot, but I'm pretty sure after I take the last hit of this bowl, I'll remember. Taking another hit? You just took a hit. Yeah, it's not a one-hitter. I think there's a little more that I can get. What are you? You're just like changing tabs rapidly? I'm seeing like this symbol. It's just dark, so my camera is no longer picking up my face. Oh, oh, I see. Um, so you really think the U.S. is going to be just chill? Yeah, of course. Of course. It's the best position to remain chill in times of utter chaos globally.
you're not worried about chaos more locally because like the u.s is what the world looks to as you've said many times so if there's chaos globally wouldn't it be coming from the u.s no chaos globally is going to be like you know famine in a bunch of places that have no business being at the population size that they currently are at but modernity has allowed for them to grow beyond their means places that like you know their main thing is commerce or whatever and if there is a disruption in that commerce they suddenly find themselves unable to import food mm-hmm. but the u.s is fine in that aspect we have ohio the u.s has no need to import food um worst case scenario they'd have to import it from the mexican borders and that's never going to be an issue either But the amount of usable farmland in America is much more than the amount that's being used. And even the amount that's being used creates enough to feed everybody here. So there's a lot of unused farmland that has topsoil that's totally fine, you're saying? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, you could be right. It just doesn't seem like it. And you seem so convinced. That's why I'm curious. Why do you seem unconvinced? Besides, you know, something on BitChute. Wow. How you view me. It's wild. This is like the scene in The Office where Michael gets that, or Oscar gets that painting from Michael. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway. um, I feel as if the chaos that could erupt in the world could be stemming from energy and imbalanced energy and i think that imbalanced energy could be most pronounced in the u.s why i would say neuroticism is highest in the u.s by far you would say that it's because it's a luxury and people have their material needs met so then they can you know bitch and moan um But I think think there's like an imbalance and unhealthiness to it that it's not just, that's too simple a story. I think you're wrong about that. Oh, no, I'm 100% right about that. Hmm. That's like humanity 101, dude. What? That's like humanity 101. What is? Just like the emperor going nuts because he, you know, has nothing to do all day. Yeah, the emperor and the U.S. is the global emperor. Yeah. But so it's like, going nuts. Yeah, with like mass shootings and stuff. Yeah, I mean, in many ways. But not like, unlike a, you know, the, we're talking about tiny percentages of the population. We're talking about a population that it's realistic to consider could go to a civil war. Yeah. So we could out Lincoln, we could out Lincoln ourselves and the U S could actually just devolve into chaos and military groups take over different regions and it's not a good place to be. I, I guess it's not likely to happen. It could happen, but that could happen anywhere. A military, you know, band of cartels could come down to Ecuador tomorrow. Oh yeah, that's or true. Whatever. I, mean, I think in a lot like, of ways that energy is worse here. Like there are more police checkpoints and shit. Um, 
but it's just so much more developed in the U.S. The U.S. is so complicated, and I just don't know. I want the best for everywhere, you know. I'm not rooting for it. Yeah, I don't know if um, I don't know if anything's gonna happen anytime soon, man. At least here. Yeah, that's the thing. I think you can never tell when something like this will happen. Like, I definitely don't think that you know, based on that video that you sent me, that that guy has any insight. What video? You know, the video from like two months ago or whatever, the cliff high. Dude, why, that was like an offhand thing I sent you that you decided to focus on for an entire episode. That was yeah. It's not like a big representation of my worldview. See, I interpreted it as it being the biggest push for you to move to Ecuador. Or at no. least that's what I thought you said at the time. I said that if it factored into my decisions, that's where it would have factored in. It might have made me more willing to make the leap. Yeah. Um, but it's not like that was what pushed me to Ecuador. I was interested mm-hmm. in it for like a year at least before before I ever knew who Cliff High was. Mm-hmm. Like in March 2020. <clears throat> yeah, about a year before I started watching him, I was looking at Vilcabamba. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, I don't know. Um, it could be sweet to have a double life. I'm willing to give the U.S. a chance. Like, I think it could be cool to try California for a year. Just got to see. Yeah, man. Why California? Mm. Movies? Year-round local produce is good. Weather, weed, and women. That's the rap song, right? No water. Maybe water. Who knows? The L.A. River. Crystal yeah, clean. it's actually, there's, um, I don't know, there's been like some, some pretty aggressive rain recently. So I think a lot of those doom and gloom, no water places are actually at capacity right now. Pretty recent what? Rain, rainfall like across uh, the U.S. Oh, okay. I think a lot of the droughty places are actually doing okay. Hmm. A lot of this stuff is, you know, media hype and nothing more. I could come, I could winter in Chicago just to do Wim Hof. There you go. What if I did a Wim Hof yoga class by the lake through the winter? Should do it. It's going to take a while to build up to that though. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Interesting life. Your life's getting less interesting though. I feel like you're pretty directed. (laughs) I, I guess. I don't know if that makes it less interesting. Probably more fulfilling. Yeah, right. Interesting is not say. like high praise. I would definitely say more fulfilling. And interesting is just like, I don't know. It's just a bunch of random Tinder stuff, but all of that, you know. Like the, the witches? Yeah, but all of that was pointless and they're all crazy. And that's, you know, my, why my opinion on people and conspiracies has changed because just a stream of crazy hoes. Huh. The hoes woke you up from... Well, it was just like my, my MO to go after like these types of, of women. 
like into drugs, into conspiracies, into whatever, yoga. Uh-huh. And they're all just crazy. There is nothing there. Uh, all just crazy. Everyone's yeah. crazy. Everyone's crazy. To an extent. Some people are more competent than others at most things. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. weren't at any things. And they what? They were not at most things. Some people were not competent in most things? Yeah. They're just, everything's in shambles and they're also into whatever drugs and conspiracies and it's just like all right well you know it's like jp clean up your room it's like what clean up your room like jordan peterson always says uh yeah yeah jordan peterson the guy who od or what did he yeah do? he put himself in a medically induced coma to get over barbiturates yeah so yeah and he also only eats red meat he's a fucking mess yeah, so he's like trying to project being the god of order when he's the opposite. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, moral of the podcast, I don't know, find your own way. There are no prophets. Prophets. Other than Cliff High, right? <laughs> the man himself, the Kanye West of BitChute. Uh, all right good night man all right man have a good night talk to you later peace peace (coughs) let me know if you get any good weed thoughts they're all gone sober thoughts to come hit me up on the uh on the secret channels will do